Hi, I'm Azure Ashby, CPA and creator of the Love Then Money Institute. Each week, I will bring you inside the life of a real couple and their relationship with money in order to help you and your partner master your own relationship with money. We can no longer rely on the taboo of money to justify our avoidance. And we can no longer change the topic when things get real. I believe it's time we take our financial future by the reins and take control of the money conversation. And we do that by actually having the conversation. So get ready to listen, relate, and be inspired to achieve your financial dreams together. Because you know what they say, first comes love, then comes money. So let's do this. Sometimes the future can be a nerve-wracking thing to think about. We like to think about the what-ifs and what if this happened, then what would we do? What if this plan fell through and we didn't have a backup plan? However, when solid plans are in place, the future gets way less daunting. The future can be something exciting to think about because there are a world of possibilities. Caitlin and Jenny have big plans for their future. Plans that, by no surprise, need money. After having Caitlin and Jenny take a closer look at their budgets and the nitty-gritty numbers of their business operations, we were able to start discussing ways for them to reach their financial goals. So let's talk about, I just want to make sure that the income coming in is, so I'm trying to think back of like, the B's books and what you transfer to your personal every month. And I feel like this number seems high, but maybe it's not. I was probably not the one that should have been doing that part about the deposits because I don't understand them. And Caitlin does all that transferring. So I'm sure it's wrong. Okay. So Caitlin, do you see the number there that is the total income divided by three? Is that? These are the totals per month average. Is that what you transfer from the B every month? I do. I don't remember. I was saying like, I don't really have a regular way to do it. I have more of like a, we have all these bills due and I need to transfer this much money. Okay. Cause here it's showing that you have extra every month. So, but then I feel like you do just kind of like transfer what you need. So I just want to make sure that this is what we're working with because I kind of did the plan and the numbers based on these numbers. Yeah, I feel like the income number, well, did you add into that, like, whatever our direct deposit is? I did not add that in, but I think that's in the other part where, in the personal side. I just kind of left that aside. So is that included in here? I think so. Okay, that's fine. And the rental income is included in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's what I wanted. That's fine. I just feel like that total income number should be a round number. Well, it's confusing because it comes in like via Venmo or whatever, and then I transfer it to our account and maybe there's other stuff in there or maybe the renters took something out because they paid for something. I mean, there's all kinds of weird shit in there. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, as long as it's kind of like a roundish whatever. In this discussion, it was important to keep in mind the exact numbers and figures are tentative. For this couple, so many expenses are being taken care of. Their balances and statements are constantly fluctuating. This was something they wanted me to keep in mind with my saving and financial recommendations. And in addition to that, running a business is, well, their business. So specific numbers and amounts are going to be kept private for Jenny and Caitlin's sake. 
So what I started to kind of think about is, okay, what do we want to do with that? Where do we want to go? I know we've talked about passive income streams down the line. And so I started kind of thinking, what type of investments are you comfortable having? I know you're comfortable having rentals. What does that look like from a number? And then, you know, I would like to see you obviously have like a diversified portfolio. So I would want you to have some sort of like cash that is post-tax money in like a brokerage account that's earning interest or also just growing maybe because it's invested in stocks. Have you talked about or thought about like what investments you're comfortable having from a like long-term perspective? Well, with Yale, we talk about that. A little bit. And basically, as far as the brokerage account goes, we're just kind of waiting on that until we're holding on to all of our cash right now because we're not sure what's going to happen with the second location. And we're probably going to need it to inject into a loan, like every friggin' penny of it. Okay. I had a couple of questions too on the net worth page. So the bank account balances, are those including the B? That must be including the B. And then, oh, the cash in the retirement account, was that prior to the B or is that something you're doing with Yale that I don't know about yet? No, that's Jenny's 401k from her last job. Okay, fine. That's perfect. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything I was missing from like the the B perspective. Okay, cool. So my general like thought for kind of like how to get you to the future the future retirement of your dreams or whatever is. So basically I do a couple of things to kind of like figure out what these numbers are. And it's probably similar to what you do with Yale, but I don't know exactly like, you know, what conversations you've had with him and stuff, but basically in a conservative view, every million dollars you have in the bank earns you like 50,000 a year. Right. So I tried to kind of back into, okay, if you need X many dollars per year, let's say it's like 200,000 a year to live the life you're living now. What do you have to have in either rental income or bank account balance or brokerage statement balance or whatever that's earning interest for you in order to have that as passive income and not touch the principal? So I was kind of trying to think, okay, what if they had like five rentals and those were paid off, right? And then if they had about 2 million bucks in the bank that was earning like 5%, you'd basically be there as far as being able to earn completely passive income in around the $200,000 range. And so basically what I kind of wanted to do today is, and I know things are like obviously up in the air because of the potential of the new location and all of that kind of stuff. But I think if we like talk about kind of a rough plan, then it'll be easy once things kind of settle out in order to like go towards that goal. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let me just throw this out there that like when we're talking about rentals, let's add into that. We're fully planning on purchasing the the property that the B is in now. Okay. Yep. And I knew that that I have that on, on my notes as well. That'll be a huge purchase, but it'll be like immediate cash flow. The property is the lot behind the building we're in, the building next door, which has three one-bedroom and one studio apartment upstairs. So it's kind of an interesting blend of residential and commercial. There's like three commercial properties, one of them being our gigantic one, and then the squeeze, which is like 900 square feet, and then the one next door, which is like 3,500 square feet of, of offices currently. I like know what all those properties rent for from Bob. And I know like about ish, like what that property would sell for. So that's like, let's just like 
throw that out there that that could be one, like many rentals looped into one big parcel. And then also we're looking at purchasing the building that we're looking at right now for the second spot. Okay, cool. Obviously, like, you know, a monthly savings towards retirement doesn't include any future sales of these things and stuff that could obviously like just get you there right away. I started doing the numbers and I'm like, okay, if you could save 7,500 a month for 15 years. That sounds crazy, but I guess it's possible. It's totally possible. Kaylin and Jenny have two main priorities, their second location and their retiring goals. We decided that ultimately it would be best to focus on the opening and purchase of their second location. Like we have a chunk of savings right now, but like that's just because of the money that Jenny got from her Uncle Glenn. We don't really, I don't really transfer over enough money for us to put into savings. I only give us enough money to like pay our bills. Okay. So in in the future, this is something that I want us to sit down and talk about once things settle out just generally with the second location is that I do that. That's part of what I was saying before is I do want you to start transferring money over to the personal savings side and getting it out of the B savings. So yeah, I, I was wondering about that when I was looking at the numbers, it seemed high, but I wasn't sure. So, okay, fine. You were like, damn, homegirls are rich. (laughs) No, I was like, ooh, there's so much we can do. I have plans for this money. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so I think all of that talk needs to be postponed until like this other stuff is, you know, kind of like, you know, humming along. And then, and honestly, like, I think just in generally speaking, like, I just feel like what you're doing now is kind of your retirement plan. And so... I think that getting caught up in that discussion is unnecessary at this point because I think that's what you're building now anyway. At the time that you have like a bunch of extra cash flow, like then it's like, okay, let's pay off these mortgages and let's get everything debt free so that the cash flow really is the cash flow. And to me, that's the next logical progression once you like get to the point where either you've bought these two buildings and then you have you know, the the home you're living in now could easily turn into a rental when you're ready to kind of make the next step and then the home across the street and then paying off all of that debt, like to me would be such an awesome sweet spot. You know, once all of that is paid off, then you have, you know, a bunch of money that's coming in every month that truly is just a hundred percent cash flow, you know? Yeah. So let me kind of tell you like where how I see the progression in my mind right now. I see like getting the second location open getting that like where it's making money. So now the two businesses making money. And then when there's like a bunch of money again, enough money again, it won't have to be quite as much, but like at pretty much as soon as we can, I want to knock the garage down across the street and build a new bigger garage with an upstairs apartment. So then that property over there will actually be two rentals. And I think that'll cost like somewhere between 70 and a hundred grand to do. And then after that, start paying down the debt on the residential properties and like doing that incrementally, like just like we already overpay our mortgages every month a little bit. That's how the principles are down so much from the values. But like right now, let's say I'm paying an extra $150 a month, then I'd be paying like an extra two or $3,000 a month. Yeah. And are they 15 year mortgages or 30 year mortgages? 30 year mortgages. Yeah. I mean, you'll pay them off before then anyway. I was just curious. Oh yeah. Well before then, I think. Yeah. 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 And I would even say like next time you go into a mortgage, 
or like, you know, your next home or whatever. I mean, at the time, presumably you'll be able to afford a 15 year mortgage, no matter what the property really looks like from a value standpoint. So, I mean, basically you end up paying like double, obviously because it's 15 to 30, (laughs) you end up paying double the interest. But what that really means is like on a 30 year mortgage for a $200,000 house, you're paying like $400,000. I know. This is something that I talked about at length with our mortgage broker last time when we bought this house. Because on this house, we could have afforded a 15-year mortgage. And he was just like, you guys are always doing stuff where you want to have money and you want to have cash flow. And he's like, you can always pay more than is due. He's like, you can pay a 30-year mortgage off in 15 years if you have the money and you want to, but you're not like stuck. So that's kind of why we have a 30-year on this one. And that's sort of like been our strategy is, is to like pay a 30 year mortgage down in 15 years. It's still the same amount of interest as if we would have just originally signed up for a 15 year mortgage without all of the responsibility. Yes. And that is absolutely the, you know, an option as well. Like it doesn't really matter as long as you are, you know, so the way you do that is you pay the mortgage payment and then you pay the principal for the next month. And then that way you end up paying it off in 15 years. So, you know, you can do that equivalent different ways, right? It doesn't have to be monthly, whatever. But yes, that is definitely, you can definitely do that on a 30-year mortgage. One way or the other, I guess it doesn't really matter. But if you do the next property on a 15-year mortgage, then you know it's going to be paid off. You know what I mean? It just doesn't, it, it's, it's a matter of preference. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day if you are actually going to do it. So what he says is totally true. Just most people and I, you know, most people don't have like they they think they're going to have the extra cash flow or once the extra cash flow is like worked into their their bank account, like it kind of goes away and they have grand ideas of paying it off in 15 years, but I think with you guys you actually will be able to have the cash flow to like support that theory. So if you wanted to have a 30-year mortgage and pay it off in 15, like I could see you actually doing it, but for most people that is something they say they're going to do and then they don't do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like so Yeah. And it's possible that we wouldn't do it. Like, what if we wanted to like just free that cash flow up to like for another mortgage, you know? Yeah, absolutely. The cool thing would be to have like a personal residence. It's like your forever home paid off in 15 years and then you're like really on easy street. So yeah, I mean, it's all about priorities, right? And what you what you want to accomplish in the timeline that you put on it. So I agree. I mean, maybe you want to have the cash flow to pay off the building mortgage or whatever it is instead you know maybe the building mortgage has a higher interest rate or whatever but it's definitely something to like consider or think about and it sounds like your mortgage broker is helpful in that area too which is good yeah all of our people are awesome we're so lucky so awesome so i think what we then maybe what we need to do is continue to have the discussion around like the new business and stuff. As we discuss the specifics of their finances, it's clear that Caitlin and Jenny are well aware of where they stand and where they want to be. They're in a really good place and are still making moves to move forward. Really looking for dollars to shift into savings and really looking for like, they're kind of in a place where they need to find extra money. But the reason that I was comfortable shifting our conversation today is because I, whatever it is, what it is, I know you guys don't really need to worry about it too much. You know what I mean? So I just kind of wanted you to go through the activity to 
to get a handle on, okay, here's really what this is looking like. And are we comfortable with that? And are we okay with that? And if we are cool, like we don't ever need to do this again until like we're feeling like some sort of pain or pressure. I mean, it was kind of like wild. Like I very, I remember my like college budget that was like rent and like food and then like concert money and stuff. Like I remember that. And like, I'm like just spending that on whatever the fuck now. It seems totally extravagant to me when I look at it, but I'm also not that motivated to change it until ever. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not good. Like this is what it is. This is what our life is now. I love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah. It's so nice to not have to be like on a piece of paper, like $400 for rent and then $75 for the other bills. And that leaves me $35 for pizza. It's fucking so awesome. I can have pizza every day of my life. Yes. <laughs> I know. It is awesome. And I felt like so happy looking at it too. And I know it's not it's not even my money, you know, but I I honestly felt so happy. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I'm so happy for them. I'm so happy that they're actually enjoying their money because I know you guys and I know like you're like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. But also like I'm just so happy that you're getting to enjoy it and you're I mean I think it's amazing. And I'm just, I really, really, really am so happy for you guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So the point is that like nothing really need. we don't really need to find dollars to do anything else with. I mean, and I don't foresee that being the future, even with the second location. Like I, obviously I, you know, I know you guys are amazing businesswomen. And so I think that this is, I'm glad we're preparing for the worst, but I really don't think it's going to be that necessary. And I think we're going to be fine. But like, I love how you say we. (laughs) I know. I feel like I'm part of the family. (laughs) So yeah, no, I think, I think it was a good exercise, even though it was extremely painful, just to kind of make sure that you're, you're comfortable with where everything is and that there isn't any change that needs to be made to make yourselves feel like less stressed out or less guilty or whatever it is. But I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're not feeling those things. And I'm happy that this is where you are at this time, which is awesome. Yeah. Yay. I really can't wait to see where Caitlin and Jenny end up and what moves they decide to take to get them to their end goals. I love watching them live their best lives and being financially successful. And I'm so glad that we have been able to share their lives with you. We'll definitely circle back with them and see how things are going really, really soon. If you like Love Then Money, do me a favor and tell a friend, or five. I'm Azure Ashby, and until next time, I wish you both love and money. Take care.